0: Welcome to My Testimony Podcast. This is Takia. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today because I think you're really going to be blessed by this one. I mean, we're talking about some real life testimonies here. Um, The special guest that we have sharing their testimony today is actually my sister, my oldest sister. And so she is talking about some real life choices some real life decisions. I mean, like, I'll ask you this question. Have you ever made a choice? where you disobeyed God, and you just like, Oh, my gosh, after you thought about what you did, and now you're questioning, is God still for you? Is still is God still moving for you? Is God still um, working behind the scenes for you? Does God still love you? You know what I'm saying? Because like, sometimes we question that if we've made bad choices, and we, you know, are not 100% certain where God stands in this. And, how much he loves us, like sometimes those questions come through our mind, right? So I think that today's testimony is really going to bless you because it is real 100%. And so stay tuned because today is going to bless your soul. Here is the testimony. Thank you so much, Rashida, for joining the podcast today. I'm super excited to have you here, sister. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think the people are going to really benefit from hearing your testimony today and the things that you have to share about the move of God in your life and some of the um, things that you have walked through. So before we get started, let's go ahead and share with the listeners a little bit about who you are.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Rashida Gray. Um, I'm 37 years old. I am a single mother of a 17-year-old daughter. Um, I'm a fitness enthusiast. Uh, My passion is for fitness and health. Um, And I really praise God because he called me back in 2012 and praise God for me answering the call. And I've been a lover of God ever since.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Um, Thank you for uh, sharing that too. I don't want to hold up everyone from hearing your testimony. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. What do you say?
1: sure of course
0: okay it's the floor is yours
1: (laughs) okay so this is my testimony of how the lord has proven time and time again on how he's moved in my life um so this would be in regards to my jobs now i've had um i would say a pattern of going going in and out of jobs that just didn't work out for me um i tended to clash with um, a lot of the authorities that were in these places that I worked and not understanding why for a very, very long time, why I wouldn't, you know, be in jobs for more than a year. Why, why why, was I always clashing with different people, but dealing with the same issues, but it was just in different people. Um, it came to, flash forward, it came to um, a job that I worked at U-Haul, which was in about 2000 and 17 at the moment and the job started off great you know my boss was great but then we started to you know clash I just noticed that she projected a lot of you know negativity within the office and it kept the morale down and this always you know tended to bother me but I wouldn't speak up although I knew the Lord was pressing on my heart to speak I wouldn't always speak up um, on my behalf and on the people's behalf Um, but I got so tired of it. Then I started to speak up and that's when I noticed that the conflict between me and this boss got even more, um, I should say more intense and to the point to where she threatened to fire me if my performance didn't improve, but I felt at that time I was kind of like in a catch 22. If I did it, I was, I was doomed. And if I didn't, I was doomed. So I started to proceed to look for other jobs. Um, just to be, just to have the, um, just in case I was fired, I would have a backup plan. And so in the midst of this one day after church, I ended up calling one of my good friends at the time, expressing my, my distress with this job and how I was looking for jobs. And she mentioned that her job was currently hiring. And that all she would have to do was put in a good word. I would interview She's like, for sure that they will hire you because they would like me. So I said, of course, sure. I, I, I need a job. I want to make sure I have a backup. So um, she proceeded to go ahead and give a good word. I ended up going and get an interview. And lo and behold, I got the job. So, of course, I'm praising God. Like, thank you, God. You know, you opened up the provision for me. This job pays more. It's full time. I don't have to stress about having hours. It was just a a all around good setup. And I was working with one of my best um, childhood friends. So I'm like, this couldn't get any better for me. So um, time proceeded. You know, then things started to get a little shaky. My friend did warn me. She pre warned me that, you know, she was not the easiest person to deal with, but that I could handle it. Yeah, I thought that this was a great setup working with um, one of my childhood friends. Um, Me, the boss, and my friend, and the other um, fellow employees seemed to get along great. You know, I thought this would be a great setup. I was also at this time listening to what the Lord was uh, telling me because he was you know, speaking to me regarding some things about um, the people working there and what I should be doing, moving for him and his kingdom because it really wasn't about me, it was about him. Um, But in the midst of this, you know, I noticed that, like, the spirit of, I would say, uh, division was reigning true in there, and it was like a separation going forth. So I just started to notice a few things um, within my boss at the time that was going forth that was already rubbing me wrong. And it just reminded me so much of what I already had left from and what I had dealt with in the past from my past jobs. And I was just like, I don't want to deal with this no more. But yet I was still going forth, then, you know, and saying I can handle it. But, it got a little bit tough when we had a confrontation so much that I had to actually pull her to the side and and address how she was speaking to me and how much I didn't like it and how much I felt that it wasn't professional as being a boss to employee relationship. And at that time I thought that everything was okay. She, I thought she got it and then we were moving fine in the midst of this though, which was beautiful. And I, I noticed how the Lord was even moving in this is that he had aligned me with a prophet that was there. Um, that was telling me some things that I would do but where this is the part that it was getting tricky for me I was nervous and I didn't adhere to what she was saying that I should do in the job and so in not doing that I started to notice some more more some more things um, I should say going wrong in the job question yes
0: when you had this exchange between you and your boss Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and what was that exchange about What were the words that were shared? What were the things that rubbed you the wrong way? You can go into detail about that.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, So um, it came. So I worked in the medical transportation field. So um, me being the office manager at this time, basically, I um, adhered to all the responsibilities of the office duties that day. Also, as a dispatch, which um, helped with the, the drivers that were out in the field. So. What ended up happening with this particular issue was the fact that one of the pieces of paperwork that gets them paid wasn't put in there, but it wasn't my fault. It was, you know, it had ended up being that one of the drivers didn't give me back the paperwork and it was just a simple um, mishap that it took, it would have took me two seconds to print out, but because she didn't have it right there in her face, she blew up and she got mad and she started yelling and screaming at me. And when she was doing this, you know, it was in front of other employees. And so immediately, you know, I I was taken aback because I was shocked that she had never talked to me like that before. And I was very, very moved. So I was just like, if I don't deal with this now, then I feel like it was going to keep happening. So I needed to let her know in a respectable way that that wasn't cool to talk to me like that. It could have been, you know, dealt with in a different manner. And so when I proceeded to tell her this in the midst of me thinking I was going to be calm, I wasn't calm. I was very, very emotional. <laughs> I didn't yell and scream at her back. I did state my authority. I said some things that I shouldn't have said. I made it, you know, like, I'm older than you and you should respect me. That was my context, my context of talking to her in that it was just wasn't cool. And but even though it was kind of an exchange of tit for tat, we ended up coming to a resolution at the end of that. And she apologized and I apologized and we went forward. Um So flash forward, um, you know, a few months down the line, oh, in the the midst of this, you know, things started getting a little bit worse. We noticed, and this is me and my my childhood friend, how her husband, which was also an employee, um, he... Did a lot of things and didn't take responsibility for the mistakes that he was making, but yet putting blame on other people and making other people take the blame. And so in the midst of this, my friend started getting very, very upset. She started to exude a lot of negative energy as well. And it was like I was listening to it, but my heart kept saying, like, I didn't want to go in this direction. I was very, very torn each and every day. I started getting like really tormented in how I was feeling coming there and how I was feeling leaving there. And she kept saying, you know what, I'm just going to quit. And when I quit, we should just quit together. And I, initially I was agreeing with her. And then I was like, but no, I'm, I'm not feeling like I should quit. So then I just noticed that a big separation was happening within the office. And it kept ringing in my mind that the person who, who told me I should pray out the office and, and, you know, pray out the office to go up against what was coming in there that I didn't do it. And now this was was taking place. And so I was feeling a lot of guilt, a lot of condemnation, and then just stress every single day. And it just became from, a, it went from a good place of work to a very stressful environment. And then um, my, my friend, she uh, had enough and she just quit. Within the, we came to work and she quit like within three hours. And she walked out and she looked at me like she thought I was going to walk out and I didn't. I didn't leave. And I knew at that moment our relationship wasn't going to be the same again. And so um, when she left, I got promoted and kind of just like, well, you know, I I sought God in this time. I was just like, I don't know what I should do. The Lord was told me to stay. So I stayed and I I tried to make sure that me and my friend's relationship was And She said it was. But I I knew within my heart that it wasn't even though she wasn't telling me the truth. I knew it wasn't. And so I, I kept on proceeding and things were okay for me. And I felt maybe. Maybe at that time it, maybe it was just my friend. Maybe she needed to leave. You know, maybe that's just what God had aligned. But it started to get even more worse because of what, come to find out, th- my boss was dealing with eternally, and she was projecting it out on me. So it came to a point again where her um, her husband ended up doing something that caused the situation which caused the domino effect in the office but yet somehow it got blamed for me not taking care of something when it really was his fault but she went awful she did the same thing over the phone she yelled and screamed at me talked to me like I was on the bottom of her feet and I was at that point I was done so I had (laughs) made it up in my mind that day that I was quitting and it was nothing that was going to stop me so I got off the phone with her very respectfully. I didn't say nothing back to her. I just said, okay. But I had, when I said, okay, I said, I'm leaving. And I, be, I proceeded to type up my resignation email. And as soon as I started to type this email, this is where I say the Lord really, really was like trying to speak to me and get me to stop. He literally told me, daughter, don't do it and to stay. And when I heard that, it, 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 like, it shocked me because it came through so loud and clearly but yet, my emotions were so riled up, I was just determined to leave. I was like, no, I can't deal with this. The fight, the flight or flight. And I usually always will leave when these situations come up. I always left in jobs. When this type of situation came, I didn't want to deal with it. And I didn't stand and fight. And I would just leave or I would get fired. And so even though I heard the Lord say that to me not once but twice, I still sent the email and I I, I walked out after I knew she had got it and I left. <sighs> mm, Yes. <laughs> i felt so but i didn't feel peace when i left you know usually when you know people do things like that they quit they feel a sense of satisfaction i mm-hmm. felt even more distressed as i left because i knew from one, i had heard the lord tell me not to leave and i did it anyway but yet mm-hmm. still i felt justified but i was still torn within my spirit and it, it just shook me up all i could do was cry and i immediately called you <laughs> I-, I called you first <laughs> and i was so upset I don't know if you remember like how I sounded that day, but I was so distressed and letting you know what had took place. And, um, yeah, I remember you praying for me and then, you know, you were sharing some things of what the Lord said. I don't remember if you shared it with me right over the phone or if you told me later, but I just remember driving home. That was I felt like the longest drive of my life. Like, how could I have done that? I knew I wasn't supposed to leave, but I just got caught up in my emotions. Now, what do I do? I don't have no job. I don't have, I'm not gonna have no money. I'm trying to move. All these different emotions came over and I just really was more distraught too, because I had disobeyed what God told me to do more, more important than anything was that I clearly heard and I still did what I wanted to do. And that's what Mm. I knew was tearing me up in my soul was that the fact that I didn't listen and now look at this outcome. But at that moment, I couldn't see what he was saying. Like, why would you tell me to stay here and, and, and take this abuse from somebody when I t- clearly told them, don't talk to me this way? And this is me trying to tell God, like, how could you let me stay there? Like, what is the point of that? And like, no, 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 I don't want to deal with this. And I'm leaving, regardless if you say like how kids do with their own parents. Like, no, I'm not mm. listening to you. Even though it sounds like you're telling me the truth, I'm not going to listen because this is what I want to do. <laughs> so Yeah. Oh my God. And so I remember that, um, that particular day, at the end of that day, her brother reached out and told me that you know she didn't want me to leave and he didn't want me to leave and he would talk to her and I told him how I knew I had made a mistake and I said I'm sorry like I don't want to leave I said but you know how I was like your sister just talked to me crazy he, he explained to me that he understood he was like not that he was siding with me but he had compassion and understood because he said he know how his sister is and he was talking to her telling her that she was wrong and that he would reach back out to me but he never did Mm. Ah, and so um, so
0: now you thinking what (laughs) (laughs) are you are you feeling uh hopeful that he would or that you knew knowing your spirit that he wouldn't
1: no it took a day to realize that he wouldn't like at that point I felt he was until a day passed and then I hear nothing from him and then I I was like she must have told him like she must was I just I just knew knowing that I had been around her for a year almost that she was like in her prideful state and like no I don't need her and that was her standpoint and I knew that and that's probably why he didn't, you know, respond back to me, so, okay. so I I think you, at that point, sister, you were the only person I had told besides, you know, mom and my daughter, um, that I had got, fi- that I had quit, and I got fired, um, oh, you know what, no, at that time, I had told my coach, because at that point, I was, um in the process of competing, you know, in bodybuilding and fitness, and I mm-hmm. had told her, but she more so was, like, on the side that, was not about God it was more so like in agreement with me I was looking for somebody to tell me the truth not being in agreement with my mistake because I knew it was Mm. a mistake so I knew she wasn't the right person to to tell (laughs) I knew it by her response I'm like oh I should not told you because you're trying to keep me in a place that I don't want to be in. justified yeah yeah like and I knew I wasn't justified in it so it was just like you know you in the midst of my mistake I knew I was wrong when any other time when we do stuff that we felt was right you know we feel like we're justified in it, and even no matter what we're gonna stand, even if we're wrong. But I yeah. knew I was wrong and I had to real and had to acknowledge that I was wrong in it, but it was nothing I can do at that point. And so um flash forward now I'm in the the job pen again, right? But still mm-hmm. going to church, still I'm still questioning, like, God, why did this happen? I thought you had this lined up for me, like how could this have happened? Like, why was I here again with this person? I should have listened to the prophet. She told me to pray, and I didn't pray and all this crap happened, like all these thoughts ran through my head and i was like i like i was beating myself up like day in and day out like how could i have done this now what am i gonna do when am i gonna get another job i was trying to move now look what i'm what am i gonna do i'm stuck Mm. um so really trying to fight through that and just dealing with my own day-to-day things dealing with my daughter and her issues dealing with home life and and in the midst of still trying to be sane and hear god and see what my my next instructions was but i had so much blockage up i felt like I couldn't even hear. So I know I kind of may, I maybe probably reached out to you a few more times too. Cause I'm like, I just need to hear the Lord. <laughs> I just need to know <laughs> what to do. Cause I don't know what to do right now. I'm so stressed out. And so I, so that probably, I would say that was at the end of March going into April. I was unemployed for like three months and I was, I couldn't find a job to save my life. I applied for probably over easily over a hundred jobs, easily probably 200 jobs. I mean, on the site, on the different app sites every day, applying for jobs, submitting my resume here, going as far as the first interview, then never hear nothing back. You know, at this point in time, I had luckily had my taxes, but my taxes was running out. You know, I still had a card note. I still had insurance. I still had things to not a card. note, I still had insurance and just other bills, paying rent, things like that. So the money was going out, but it wasn't coming in. And I was like, I need to find a job before this money runs out. And nothing was happening. And I was just like, why, why is this, why am I stuck? Like, I have the experience. Why is nobody hiring me? Mm. Like, I was really like, so then of course, then anger starts to set in. Like, God, yeah. like, you need to, you need to move right now because I cannot be without no money. I still got to pay rent.
0: I like, where you at?
1: Like, <laughs> wait a minute. And then you, I still got to show up to church and act like I'm happy. I'm not happy. I'm mad. <laughs> so <laughs> even though I was wrong in what I was doing and I heard him clearly, I was getting mad at him. Like it was his fault. And it's so interesting how we how we do that. Like we still want to blame God, even in, when it's our mistakes and we clearly made them. Yeah. So, so, the whole summer went by and I barely made it. You know, I was at that point, that my money was getting very low, and my auntie, which is a lover of God, I swear she be she she's a she's a type of person who God moves on her, and she literally, you can be praying, and she will literally call you and answer the prayer that you were praying to the Lord. I can't tell you how many times. Our auntie has done that. <laughs> and she literally, would, at those times where I needed money, she would just happen to call when I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill. And she's like, hey, she, I just put some money in your account. And it'll be almost like it will be either the exact amount I need or even more. And I'm like, how the heck does she know this, right? I'm like, Lord, thank you for my auntie. You are still moving even in this time for me. Like he was moving. He kept me that whole time. I didn't starve. Wow. I, I never went without, you know, my bills are getting paid with no job like he still kept me like even though in the times i was angry like he still had people reaching out to me my brother rest in peace Everett. like he would even, he would reach out to me those times when i wasn't showing up to church like i always the lord still showed me in the in those times that even though i thought i was by myself i wasn't mm, so praise I, even, god. I praise god for that even right now we we, we live in that <laughs> we, we counting that story and so i would say flash forward until august of that of that year um here comes our women's ministry (laughs) and um you know we're we're speaking at that point we were speaking about different issues that women were having and so the whole women's ministry um came and went and we were just still hanging around you know with our pastor still talking about um things and then just certain things that came up and then not realizing I didn't I don't know if it was I tried to keep it from her I just didn't tell her I I always had that kind of thing like I don't want to bombard her with my problems like I feel like I can we can handle it on our own when really God can do it but it's not us we think we can fix it yeah but we don't God <laughs> fixes ourselves right so I'm like no I got this So I really didn't tell too many people because you know also too shame and embarrassment you know things of that nature um and then so anyway we came up on the subject and I ended up telling her that i had quit and she was like what you should have called me that i would have told you but to go back you should have never quit you know you wasn't supposed to quit i said yes i know that now pastor i know that now <laughs> i knew that day that I quit. And she kind of just looked at me and so we began to pray and she was like wow so she began to tell me and share with me what the lord was saying by the holy spirit that i needed to repent and when i repented i needed to be in a place of true repentance and you know sometimes we we think that, you know, what is the difference between when you say repent and it's like, no, the Lord said it, in true repentance. And what he was showing me through what my pastor was saying is that, like, really, you literally just have to mean what you're saying. Like, you know, sometimes you throw out meaningless repentance, like, oh, I'll repent, but you're not really repenting. You're just saying it to think like you're trying to satisfy something. But satisfy God
0: and it ain't, an yeah.
1: It ain't doing <laughs> no good. But like, he really told me to get to a place where he told me to pray for a while and pray and be in true repentance and then after I did that to give my old boss a call and apologize and my first (laughs) thought was like "What?" right you know because that's my flesh my flesh was like what do you mean apologize (laughs) no like that was literally and we have to be honest that was my first response but I understood why he said that yeah because all this time like he was walking me through a valley but he was showing me like you disobeyed me and it is sometimes we have to look at it like God is not punishing us, but he's like he wants us to be obedient, He wants us to be willing, and when he tells us to do something or to not do something he he's looking for us to do it yeah. and so he was mm-hmm. he was just showing me like daughter, I just want you to be willing and when I tell you to do something to do it, and so like I have to show you like you have to walk through a heart, you walk through a I would say a bumpy road, but I, I, even then a bumpy road, I had you. But now I'm bringing you to a point to where I'm getting ready to move again. He was always behind the scenes working for me this whole time when I realized at that moment at my pastor's house, like, wow, Lord, you were really like moving this whole time. And he told me exactly what to say. He said, you, you must apologize to the woman and just speak from your heart and she will hear you. And I was like, wow, but I was very, very nervous because of, you know, our last encounter wasn't good. Right? She's kind of very, very stubborn how I am. So it was like, imagine two black women, like going back at, you know, like coming together and talking. That doesn't really happen. Once they fall out, they fall out. We don't really go back, you know, because we stand in our pride. We stand in, we think we right, and our our nose turn up in the air and we move like that. (laughs) So (laughs) I was very, very nervous, but I understood why the Lord told me to pray. So I must have prayed for maybe about a good 45 minutes, straight upstairs in my pastor's house. And then um, I text her first actually told, I sent a text to see if she would respond. And and so my pastor was like, send this text and just, you know, reach out to her and say, can we have a talk? And if she responds then we know that she's, is basically going to happen, that she will hear me. And she responded very, very quickly. And we, me and my pastor were both shocked, like, oh, and so she kind of smiled at me, like, see, I told you, like, <laughs> she's willing to listen. So, um she agreed to speak with me and that she will call me within an hour so you know basically i stayed at my pastor's house because i was underneath that support because i was still very very nervous i was like holy spirit move through me because i don't know what to say to this woman <laughs> not right. <at> all. <laughs> me, God, just so she know that it's not me and like that she really hears and i know that what i'm saying to her is genuine yeah and so yeah. she literally maybe me call me after she said she would call me she called me maybe two hours later and we were you know still just waiting around people were still at my pastor's house we were talking and um when she called I told my pastor like this is her this is her so I ran upstairs you know yeah <laughs> got into a quiet place <laughs> and I we just began to talk and then you know I, we shared our you know pleasantries of how we doing how we bend and things like that and um the very first thing I shared with her which her name was Cindy I shared with her and I said you know first thing I want to do is apologize to you And then I began to explain why I was apologizing to her and you know that letting her know that it wasn't right to leave her like that because she didn't have anybody else. And that was like, you know, leaving her with without a backup wasn't right. And I apologized for that. And I let her know, you know, some other things and I shared with her, you know, our relationship and how I felt that it could have been better and that we just had some misunderstandings and how we talked it out without our emotions. You know, I feel like that would have never happened. And then she was, you know, she was very shocked. She was so shocked. And she she admitted how shocked she was because she said she shared my same sentiment of how women, but it's I really hone in on African-American women because I'm African-American. She is, too. And like how we it's set up in society, like we are set against each other, you know, so based on status, based on money, based on looks, based on color, things like that. So she was, you know, very, very happy and respected the fact that i was able to be strong enough to come back to her and apologize in that type of situation because she admitted that she was wrong as well Mm -hmm. so i had praised god for that that she admitted that that situation happened changed her and made her look at herself and realize that she needed to change some things about how she is in the workforce and she said she thanks me for that just takes a lot of character and she said she gained a lot of respect for me for doing that and so um at this particular time, I'm still unemployed, of course, but I had just went on an interview prior, I would say a few days prior to the women's ministry. And I was waiting to hear back from, you know, a call, but I wasn't sure if I was going to get the job. I was, you know, having the, the standpoint like, yes, this is my job. I'm claiming it. But still, you know, it's still uncertainty of whether you're going to get it or not. And so I ended up telling her, I said, you know, if the position is open, because this is what the Lord said, you know, I will go back and work for her yeah and so um I presented to her basically I said, you know if you were willing um you know I would humbly come back if the position was still open and if you need if you needed somebody to fill it and she was you know and she shared her sentiments of like she said you know she appreciated it and she would you know speak with her team and get back with me and let me know and she said once again she had thanked me for calling her and she really appreciated it and I told her to take care and that was basically the end of our conversation So I came back down, spoke to my pastor, told her what happened. And she was like, praise God. You know, she said she has a good feeling that I would end up working back for her, you know. And then she shared some more things with me regarding um, spiritually what I was dealing with Um, as far as running away and not standing up in these places that the Lord wanted me to stand up in because it wasn't about the people. It was about me standing, standing against what was fighting me so I can move forward in my life and and deal with things that was going to be ultimately helping him and his kingdom. So um, I praise God for that. And so I was saying, yeah. so flash forward. Um also I was waiting to hear a call back by Wednesday um, from this job, whether I got, a, got it or not. So that was Saturday. I spoke to my old boss. I was supposed to hear back from the job I interviewed for on, on Wednesday. Also, my boss said she was going to call me back. On, my old boss said she was going to call me back on Monday to let me know whether or not she would accept my offer of coming back. So... Lo and behold, Monday morning, I'm just going through my emails because, you know, I'm still in the job pump. You know, I haven't really gave up. I'm still looking. So I'm going through my emails. The job, I interviewed for it, sent me an email, you know, get, offering me the job two days before they said they were going to, you know, contact me. And I was like, oh, my God, you moved. When I was obedient and came into true repentance, he was literally showing me, like, when I, when I um basically, I just retracted my steps about repentance of me quitting the job prior that I shouldn't have quit, and then when I he walked me through this valley and showed me he still had me, but when I repented and, and you know admitted my faults and also just it, it was really a disobedience towards God more so than a woman that he opened up the door for me, literally to walk, literally Praise to walk God. into a job that was paying more, that was full time hours and it was uh, it was a bit closer to my home, and so of course I accepted the offer and I hadn't heard back from my boss my old boss yet. And so I was just like, "Who cool, I'm going to accept this offer. You know, I, I let my pastor know. She's like, yes, accept the offer. So um, I would say I, I heard from my old boss by Tuesday. She didn't call and contact me Monday. She contacted me Tuesday, letting me know that she didn't have any openings, but that when she did, she would contact me. And so, you know, not in this nudie way, but I, I had told her, I was like, well, you know, I said, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. I said, but I have landed a job. And I said, I praise God for that because he, he um, and I, I forget exactly how I let her know because I at that moment I asked the Holy Spirit like what to say to her to let her know that it was God that did that and not nobody else. But I let I basically let her know that you know the Lord moved on my behalf, and I thanked him and I also just appreciated her for being willing to listen to me, and being willing to um to talk to me that day and accept my apology. And so we got off the phone, traded pre- uh pleasantries, and got off the phone. And I and I proceeded to start my yeah. new job. <laughs>
0: which is amazing when you think about it. The fact that the Lord even opened up that job for you just what two days later, like he was still moving behind the scenes already knowing what he was going to yes. bring you into, but you know, he was working on your behalf. And so now you had this new job that's closer, you know, a little bit closer to your house, et cetera. What is that like now um, for you working so, at this yeah, new so job? What,
1: what was so amazing about this new experience from one, from the the whole interview process I can say honestly that it was the smoothest process I've ever experienced in in the job field in, in my life. And I've been working since I was 18 years old. I've never had a, such a smooth and easy process of um, getting this job. than this job, I got I, I got it through a temp agency and just even that process alone, because I don't know if people are aware of temp agencies. They're, they're not as easy as they used to be to get jobs from like they used to be, I would say, maybe 10 years ago. It's a very stressful process. And sometimes they don't even find you work. So to come across this particular tip agency was a blessing in itself. The person who ended up helping me get the job was just really rooting for me and and advocating for me that I was a good candidate to be placed at this job. She presented me at the highest rate of pay because they had a a salary range and she presented me at the highest um, range and they even went a dollar above that. So I had just praised God for everything. I was like, Lord, you are really blessing me. Not only did you give me a job, but you gave me something better. I was like, wow. Praise God. <laughs> Every week and I need that because I'm behind. <laughs> I am behind, Lord. Thank you. And it's a weekly paycheck. So I was like, great. And then the my boss at that job was I hadn't had a boss like her ever in my life. I was like, Lord, you are still moving. Like she's overly nice. It's like I don't know how really to take it because I'm used to Dealing with you know like hardcore bosses, either where, whether it was male or female, and that was just you know micromanaging and just not matching up with what I always desired in a boss. And so she really was always what I desired in a boss. I'm not somebody that's gonna be like a pushover, but somebody that takes care of the business. That's a boss, but keeps the morale up. it's just genuinely nice, and she actually cares about her employees, and it shows in her actions. And so that's mm-hmm. what I just always desire to be mm-hmm. as simple as that, and just keep the morale out and don't talk down to your employees to make them feel like they're less than. That was always my desire with employees. I mean employers. And so she exude that to like the tenth power. She was just like this nice little sweet you know lady that was just always so welcoming. She hugged me. I was like, people don't. I don't get hugs from people. <laughs> At work, At work you know, right? Like, it sounds small, <laughs> but these are things that I always spoke in my heart, like silently, like I desired in in workplaces. Not the hugs per se, but just the niceness. But she just went above and beyond. I'm like, wow, she's giving me hugs. She's checking on me every day. She's bringing me gifts and like little trinkets, and just make just literally just checking on me, not checking what I'm doing, but checking on me. Literally, I'm like, wow, somebody actually does care. And it wasn't just me; she was like that with all her her employers her, her employees i was like this is a cool place to work you know it was just great i had no complaints <laughs> i was like wow you know so of course that's just the first week first couple of weeks you know you think like oh you know you're gonna find something eventually but nothing happened it just kept getting better and better i was like this is <laughs> you want to say it's strange i'm like I, i'm like it, yes. this for the first time i'm like i'm smiling <laughs> when i'm going to work i'm happy to show up here i was showing up an hour early even though that's my mo but i was happy to be there i was just enjoying <laughs> the time of not worrying and feeling pressure like i learned the job very quickly the person who trained me was very very nice and they just made sure that i wasn't i mean they just really checked up on me so i was just like wow lord you literally you you're really letting me rest for a minute like within my mind my thought process like, uh, that, that yes, was so important yes. to me. And I, I, you know, the Lord knows us. So he, he knows what we need. And at that moment, I had a lot of peace for like the first couple of months. I had so much peace. And even my mm-hmm. daughter was shocked. She would mm-hmm. ask me like, mom, how was your day? How was your day at work? And I said, baby, I have nothing bad to say. And she's like, nothing? I'm like, no, I have. The traffic wasn't even bothering me. That's how much I was like enjoying this time that I had. Like, the drive wasn't stressful at that moment. I never left that job having anything bad to say. And it shocked my daughter because I always will have a complaint about the job that I worked on. <laughs> like, I, I'm so sick of <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> to, to, right. I guess it was even showing her, too. Like, because I was telling my like, God did this for us, baby. I said, We're going to be moving. I'm going to pay more. It's a weekly paycheck. I'm going to be able to save money. We're going to really get our own place finally, you know, because currently, Um, I say that because I'm, you know, I'm living at my mom's house and even that's a blessing in disguise because, you know, some people look at like, yo, you're living at home with your mom with judgment, but no, this has really been a blessing for me and my daughter to be here. So I praise God for that. Uh, So, um, you know, going flash forward and, you know, going into the job, you know, I would say maybe about five, six months past, you know, then I started to notice some things, you know, you're like, oh, okay. So I'm seeing seeing some things in employees, seeing some things in the policies of how the company is really running. Because you, once you get closer to certain people, you start to find out what's going on. And I sit next to the president of the whole company. And so I, I can hear a lot of things that will, that will go on in the company. I'm like, oh, so this is how that works and this is how that works. Also, so at this time, of course, I'm listening to the Lord and whatever he's telling me to do. But he really wasn't giving me instructions at this point. I think he was at this point, he was really still letting me just like rest for a minute. Even though he told me I was here to do his will and to do his purpose and to do this and to do that. At that moment, I wasn't really speaking to people. I guess I was more of so learning mm. what the ins and outs of this company. Because at that time, I saw myself being there for a very long time. I was like, man, I can work here. You know, it was majority of men. It, I would say 90% men, 10% women. Which I normally that would bother women, like intimidation. But it didn't bother me at all like I was I loved Mm. it actually I'm like cool like I don't have to work around a bunch of females like that on a consistent basis the females are on the on the second on the bottom floor and I was on the second floor with all the men and I didn't bother me I was like yes like this is cool for me because I can get along with (laughs) them because I can I can relate to them a lot of women cannot relate they stay like in their you know their cutesy flowery stage but I'm a little bit more rough you know I can say a little bit more like edgy you know and then plus I work out Mm -hmm. so I have a certain look to me so I guess that's appealing in the sense of like oh she looks strong so it's like I'm not like the average typical little dainty girl and so for for me I I felt I felt I fit fit in pretty good in that standpoint because I can handle my own basically um but I started to notice a little bit of you know things that wasn't sitting right in my spirit but I wasn't sure, like, what I was really looking at, you know, except for a few things. I know I was reach out to you sometimes, too, and tell you about certain employees that I felt just wasn't, you know, having my best interest at heart, but it was okay. You know, I was like, I'm casting this down. I'm casting it down. Oh, get away from me. You are not about to do this to me. you not about to upset me. You know, the Lord already has right? told me about <laughs> not running and standing up, meaning the Lord. You know, he told me I have to stand in this in this position and not run. Cause that's what I've always been accustomed of doing and not in just to stand up and fight in the sense of whatever came my way that I would be able to deal with it. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. So, um, so this, I worked, the company that I worked for was a restoration company that, specialized in natural disasters and for example like things like fires and so like all of the fires that were taking place in the area of um, Santa Clarita they dealt with most of those fires um, in the Simi Valley they dealt with pretty much all the recovery and restorations for pl- um, places that burnt down they, they get a lot of um, clientele that way and any type of other natural disasters and basic things like that so there's points in times where it, business gets slow and so I kind of was feeling like I might lose my job only on the sense because they kept, like Mitch saying, started hitting at certain things. And I was like, well, if they were to let somebody go, it would be me because I'm the only temp, right? I wasn't fully permanent yet. And so the Lord had told yeah. me like, to wait because I was so anxious to, you know, I was like looking at my salary. I'm like, ooh, I can move right now, right? And the Lord was like, no, wait. Wait till you become permanent until you make a drastic move. And I was like, but Lord, I can... You know, i You know, we all can be okay though, because based on what I'm getting paid, you know, I can be okay. Right. Yeah, we're I'm planning ahead. in our okay? mind, okay. X Y Z ahead two ahead
0: plus two equals, two equals
1: I'm, four. I'm, yeah, to down I'm. I'm at right. this point, so the which is interesting. It went from a, a pleasant drive, a a, pre, a pleasant drive to a lot of stress because the fire started creating so much havoc on the roads and sometimes mm. it took three hours to get to work mm. and they was even surprised like my dedication was still there they were even shocked at the times that I showed up when they expected me not to show up when other employees didn't show up I was still showing up and they was like how the heck did you get here because like literally some of the like most of the freeways were blocked off due to all the fires in late summer months so um I just started to hear just listening, ear hustling and listen, like, okay, they looking to cut back. They cutting hours here, they cutting hours there, they letting I'm like, mm. So the the first to go are the temps, and I'm not permanent yet, Lord, but you said wait till I'm permanent. So when am I gonna be permanent? I'm already past my 90 days. When am I gonna be permanent? You know, like Lord, like, mm. like what's going on? They she's telling me my performance <laughs> is good, I'm doing work, I'm going above and beyond, I'm finishing my work way so fast that she had to tell me to slow down. Why am I not permanent? Like, why am I not permanent, yeah. yet, Lord? I like it here. I like my boss. She's <laughs> nice. You know, we going to eat every Wednesday. We eating, We're right? Shopping. <laughs> they bring food <laughs> every day. day. I'm just Chilling. chilling. Work. I mean, the life, right? Cool, cool with my cool with the president. Yeah. We both play basketball. You know, I'm like, Lord, why am I not permanent yet? What is going on here? Like, what right. else do I need to do, right? <laughs> and. So basically, we get to the end of the year, I'm still not permanent. I'm like, something is going on. <laughs> like, it is. Something is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just starting not to have the, the the relaxed feeling anymore. I'm starting to feel, like, kind of antsy and worried. And then, of course, I would hear, you know, things that I knew wasn't God coming through me through people telling me, oh, what are they going to do with you when you're done scanning? And they, are they going to have work for you? And just those, you know, things can play on your mind and you're not, you know, at those moments trusting God, but you're starting to believe the lies of like, maybe I'm going to get fired. So I, I tore in that for a good month, mm. worrying, like even I was showing up, you know, certain things happened. I got sick and I'm like, man, I said, I can't miss work because they can, they can fire me for that. Right. Going to work sick. I mean, <laughs> a few things that I was just doing because I was just nervous, but at that at those moments it's like, I felt like I was seeking God, but then I, again, I really wasn't, I wasn't going deep enough. But it was more like Lord, what's going on, but not really listening for what's going on. Yeah, right, no, not really for that but answer. But still moving. <laughs> still going forward every day. It would worry. So, you know, the time was coming and then my hours got cut and I was like, oh no. I was like, This is it. So I need to start looking for jobs again. But in the midst of this, what ended up happening, um, I was my old boss, she reached out to me because like we had she we agreed that we would keep in contact because the Lord told me that I would, knew I would be in contact with her and I'll eventually work with her again. So we was keeping the line of communication open. We were checking on each other during like, you know, certain holidays. I'll make sure she was okay. She reached out on me and just checked on me a few times. So we had kept in contact within this time frame when we were working at this new job. And then one day, um, this so flash forward, the new year's here, we in 2020, <laughs> the beginning of the year. Um still I'm still there but I'm still like nervous I'm like dang my hours not cut like I don't I guess I'm not gonna be permanent so I'm just going through a little bit of you know disappointment discouragement I'm I'm not really you know happy at this point I'm kind of sad because I'm like what what's gonna happen like now I don't have mm. you know thought I was gonna have I'm, I'm for sure not moving right now like I'm like what's I feel like I'm regressing not progressing I'm like, Lord, did I do something wrong? So, you know, then I start questioning myself, questioning my walk. Like, is this something that I missed that I didn't become permanent? And now my hours are cut. Now what's next, you know? So every day I had the the, the feeling like, I'm going to get fired. And I kept like saying that but not wanting to speak it. But it kept resonating within my my heart. And um, my old boss, she ended up randomly texting me one day. You know asked me how I was doing and I was like I'm fine You know how are you and she's like I'm fine she's like Can you do me a favor um, Can you You know I'm I'm looking for Somebody to fulfill the position that You once had you know she's getting ready To leave she's quitting as well she's going to Be a police officer so I need to fill this position As fast as I can do you know Somebody and I was like um, not right off the top of my head I said but um, I'll gladly ask around and I said if I hear Something I'll definitely um, reach out to you and I'll Pass your information along and she's like, are you still working? I was like, yeah, I'm still working. I said, yeah, my job is, you know, it's okay. I didn't want to let her know, like, I'm struggling, I'm dead, I'm, you know, I'm sad, all these different things. But I was like, yeah, you know, okay, I'm still here <laughs> working. You know? She's like, okay, well, let me know. So then I did ask around to a few people. Nobody was really looking to fulfill that um, type of position. So I, I hit her back and told her that I didn't know nobody currently at the moment. I said, but if I do, if I hear anything, I will let you know. And so she said, okay. So then, flash for maybe like two more weeks passed, and I'm just I'm still really feeling like it's coming to the end, right? Still really feeling like that. And so I was like, you know what? Um, I believe it was a Bible study that came up. And so I was telling my, you know, my pastor ended up asking me how was the job going. And I was like, I don't think it's going good. And I was telling her I was worried. And she's like, well, why are you worried? And then she started, began to share some things about what the Lord was saying regarding this. And I told her that my old boss had texted me asking about the old position. And she was like, take it. She's like, I knew you. She said, like, I told you it was going to go back. And um and work for her. She's like, um if she accepts and she's like, take the offer. And I was like, wow, okay. She's like, yeah, take it. She's like, you guys will work. You guys will um work back together again. She's like, you're gonna help her. And I was like, okay. So then I ended up texting her, and telling her that um, um if she if she was willing, I said I would love to speak with her in regards to coming back there and working with her. I said I have a feeling we sh- you know, we will be working again together. And at this time that it will be much better because you know we have an understanding. We know where we at. We've both grown from the situation. And she agreed. So um, instead of having a phone or two, yeah. you know, talking to her, I said, I wanted to come talk to you face-to-face. I would want, you know, to us to look each other in the eye and get a great understanding of how this would proceed forward. And she agreed. So, you know, flash forward, I go, I drive down there to the office, which had moved to Woodland Hills. Now they were no longer in Calabasas. They were in Woodland Hills, which is much closer. And, you know, we had a great long talk. You know, just we both, you know, shared where we were at. And both agreed that um, if this would work, I told her, you know, this was what I was, you know, looking for in pay. And if she agreed, then I would love to come back. And so, make a long story short, we I ended up working back for her. So I praise God for that too, because, you know, he basically spoke forth what was going to happen, that I will be working with her again. And that this time it was going to be better, but I needed to listen to his instructions. Like, strictly listen to his instructions because yeah. it was things I needed to come in there and do. So I agreed, of course, Lord, that I would do what you say, and I will go back in here and whatever you told me to do, I was going to do it. So I immediately, it started for her the, the following week. We, I started back and I was like, this is going to be good. You know, me and her brother, we had a great relationship. We, we probably, we pretty much got more along. Like we had a more of a relatable relationship than I would say me and Cindy did. So it was like, it was like, like your family, re- a family reunion, basically. That's how it kind of felt when I came back, you know, we had, a, we, me and him had a good long talk and even when yeah. husband, we had a, a good long talk too and um I came back he was said I, he was glad for me to come back and I was like wow lord man this is gonna be good I'm making my, my old position I'm here in here by myself you know still like the no stress of like having nobody looking over me you know she's not really gonna be here she I found out that she was pregnant and like she was really trying to not be there anymore I wanted somebody to actually fulfill her position because she's gonna go to law school so I was like, cool. I said, I can be here. Like I can, I can do this. I can be operations manager. I can, I can step in these shoes. I can do this, you know, affirming myself, like in the confidence of knowing that I can do this and don't have to worry. And so, you know, immediately the Lord was telling yeah. me like, I need to pray out that office. And I was like, Whoa. So he literally had gave me certain instructions to pray out the office, you know, to come up against what was, what, what was in there because she's still dealing with some things and you're going to have to speak to her. And so of course I do it as he instructed. Mm -hmm. I went on ahead, I got the oil, I prayed out the oil, I prayed out the office, but I was nervous because they have cameras. And I was like, what is she gonna think me about me seeing me touch these walls and what the heck am I doing here touching the walls with oil on my hands? You know, so but even though that was my flesh worry, I still went on ahead and did it, of course, because Lord told me to. Um, so Mm -hmm. um everything was okay, you know, a little I saw a little bit of challenges. I still saw, you know, little tidbits from me working with her previously but i was like nope i'm gonna dismiss all that i can handle that now because i i'm listening to the lord he has me and i'm gonna do what he says you know and so everything was cool for like that first good month and then you know things arise you know i I ended up um which Mm -hmm. which was beautiful like i ended up talking to some employees on the other side of um her office because she works with her parents and they have a whole separate um a whole separate building for their particular part of the business and so I ended up getting getting um being able to pray for a couple of people that I really thank God for because you know you never know why you're there and who you're going to speak to and he led me to really to speak to this one woman that had lost her who her daughter had just died in her sleep around the same time as our brother from church had died in that same time frame and so she was just sharing with me how she you know she was praying every day and that you know did she she in that her she was really kind of like asking me, do I think her daughter is in a better place? And because she wants to believe it, but she wasn't sure, you know, in her faith of where our spirit goes when we leave our, when we leave our, uh, our vessels, she's like, do you believe in reincarnation? I was like, no, I just, I just believe that our spirit goes to one to one two places. And I said, what do you feel? She's like, no, I feel bad that she's back with God, you know? So we just really stood there and I prayed for her and she would have me, was telling me to reach out and pray for her because she was trying to get custody back of her grandson, who she wasn't able to see after the daughter died, cause the 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 uh the son-in-law was, you know, giving them heartache and hardship and all those type of things. So we have we have bonded so quickly. She was uh-huh. a Filipino lady. Uh like it's it's literally like if she like became like my my great auntie. That's kind of like the relationship I felt. And it was like I felt like I was her little, her little niece, and she would al- always offer me cookies, little Filipino cookies, and we just clicked like instantly. It's like I'll develop a relationship <laughs> with her, and I was like so attached like one day she didn't show up i'm like where the heck is this woman at you know and i was telling her when i saw her the following day, yeah she's like, oh you were you care where i was at she was like oh my god she and then she told me that she's only worked a certain amount of days and because if you looked at this woman she had a very very stern face looked like she was angry but she wasn't and she explained why she looked like mm-hmm. that to me she said you know I'm very, very sad. It's hard for me to deal with this. She said, I cry almost every day here. She said, I go to the bathroom and I cry. She said, so when you don't see me, I'm in the bathroom and I'm crying. I was like, oh my God. Like I was feeling so much compassion for her because I understood where she was at. Like she literally just lost her only child, you know? And so people were misreading her thinking that Mm. she was mean or thing, but she's not. She was just a sweet woman that was just going through a tough time. And she said, it's just rougher. She said, she doesn't sleep. You know, she was expressing where she was at. And I was like, Lord, I'm going to keep continuing to. Live. I knew I was supposed to keep praying for this woman. So I did, you know, so I praise God for that. I'm like, this is really yeah. what it's about. It's not about us. Yes, you give us provision in these jobs, but it's in here going to going to these jobs that you assign us to and really moving according to what you tell us to do, whether it's pray, whether it's just speak, whether it's whatever you tell us to do. It's really about that, not about us. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, with, with this job, um, kind of got a shock. So, you know, um, to make a very, very st- long story short, cause I can go on and on about it. Um, you know, I thought everything was going good with the job and, you know, it was one particular day. Um, like I said, they had cameras in there. So I knew it was a point that she was watching me and I knew the Lord was telling me, for example, like to do my work. And to not be on my phone as much because she was watching and I knew that. Right. So I was like, of course, I'm listening to you. I'm not going to be on my phone because I know she's looking like she was looking for certain things because she started to say certain things. And I was like, that's interesting. I hope she's not like she's nitpicking like she's looking for me to mess up or say certain things or do something wrong. You know, and um, I just started like feeling like the same Mm -hmm. way I was feeling before, but not as bad. And um, it was just one particular day um that was a very very stressful day Mondays were usually stressful there because that's when you're getting all the the dispatches out from the previous weekend making sure the rides the drivers are out just making sure the paperwork and everything is together so you know you're doing all the reports and all these things on Monday so Mondays are typically busy and but this particular Monday it was like a little bit overwhelming i was like one person having to, but one person but having to be four people that day and it was very very stressful and I was okay. I was talking to her I was talking to her husband I was yeah. talking to one of the drivers I was talking to the uh nursing uh care facilities all like simultaneously and it was like kind of stressing me out and, and and in the midst of this like my daughter was texting me and I told my daughter already like don't text me this is an emergency but she was texting me about some drama that happened in the house and then my other sister was texting me and I was like I cannot respond to these texts just I know I'm being watched right so I told India, I was like, India, I, I text her really quick. I said, India, don't text me no more. I will call you on my lunch break. I was like, this is not a good time. Just don't text me, you know? And so but in the midst of this, my employer, my, yeah. my employee, which was one of the drivers, started texting my phone because I was on the office phone talking to other people that were trying to figure out where the husband was because he was like picking up a, a client so they're calling me every 20 minutes like where is he I, you told me 20 minutes ago so i'm getting that in my ear cindy's texting me eric's calling me on my phone and i'm on the phone <laughs> with the the um, health care facilities like i don't know where he's at i'm sorry i'm gonna contact him so it's like that type of range of motion going on with me that day um so flash forward anyway make a long story short i go to lunch come back they all in office that that doesn't happen they are not always in the office together so when I seen I came back and I saw all of them in the office I knew it wasn't good I knew it I was like I think I'm about to get fired I just I just I just came over and I was like this is not a good Mm -hmm. she's here for one come to find out she was there the whole time which kind of did upset me a little bit because I'm like you have those so how the setup was just to give a little quick summary the setup was that if I miss a phone call, all the phone calls go to her phones and she had to, but she was she was deliberately not answering them. And I only found that out after the fact. And I was like, why would she let me, you know, my my, my mind was like, why would she let me struggle like that when normally she says she will always have my back. If I'm not able to answer, she's going to pick it up. But this day she didn't. And so anyway, yeah, yeah I, was, I was very taken aback by that because mm-hmm. when I went downstairs for lunch, I saw her car there. I'm like, she's been here this whole time in her in her parents' office just watching me and let me Struggle through all that so I got a little bit upset but I was like you know where she does your lunch eat and relax but I, she was there the whole time and I was like why would she do that on this particular day of all days is the day I really needed her to help me this day and she just let me like kind of like fall and so anyway when I come back and her brother was like Cindy want to see you I knew it wasn't good and she already had her case built up against me and so she presented her case And I kind of just sat there and I literally at that moment felt the presence of the Lord come upon my whole body, like in protection. Like I literally felt his presence. Mm. I knew he was there and I was like, I was nervous, but I was like, thank you, Lord, because you are, for one, closing my mouth, not to say nothing crazy, because what she was saying to me, I wanted to go (laughs) off like, you don't know what you're talking about. That is not true. Like that was all in my ear, like wanted to come out, but my mouth was shut closed and I thank God for oh God. I thank God. Oh, I praise thank God. God. The husband was there. Their son was there. She was there. Morris was there, which is her brother. And I was like, I felt like I was ambushed. And so she's getting on the phone. She's saying stuff literally that wasn't true. And even her, her, her employer, her employee had to correct her and let her know that didn't happen, which was Eric. Eric was letting her know that she, I did give him some information that she was claiming I didn't give him. And Eric was like, no, she did tell me. Or else I would have not known how to go in this direction if she didn't tell me. She was like, well, she didn't tell you. And I was trying to tell her also. I was like, Cindy, but I did tell him. That's how he knew to go to X, Y, and Z. But she kept, I'm like, why does she keep saying this even though he's literally telling her that I told him, you know? Mm. And so she's just going on and on and on. Mm. And so then she gets off the phone and then she lets me talk. And so I began to explain to her what was happening. She was So she already had this case of me being on my phone. I was like, well, Cindy, you know, I was on my phone because of the fact that Eric was texting me, not that I was lollygagging on my phone. I said, my daughter did text me once and I did tell her not to text me anymore if it wasn't serious. I said, so yes, I did text my daughter, but I've told you that that you know, my, I keep my phone by me in case my daughter needs to say something, but that's very rare. I said, so when she does, I know it's an issue. I said, other than that, I try my best not to be on my phone, but also too, I was also working, doing work from my phone because the computer wasn't set up and she literally had me doing my work the work that I had to do from my phone. So I didn't understand why she all of a sudden made a big issue about my phone. But yes, she was. And she presented some other things saying that she felt like this was too far for me. And I was like, well I used to go to Calabasas every day. And it was it was 30, 20 minutes past here and I got there an hour early. So I was just like, at that point I knew she it, it didn't matter what I said. She already had her case book and she was getting ready to let me go. I knew it. It was not it was nothing I can say to, or even, even if I was to bring a good defense, she was already going to let me go regardless. And it was just like in one one breath, she was like, da, 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 da. and so we're going to let you go. And I was like, I said, okay. And I was, but I was so okay. I was so okay in that moment, but I only was okay because of the Lord's presence. That's the only thing that saved me in that moment for not saying what I really wanted to say to her, which wasn't going to be too nice. And go off and go off on her, you know, on other people in the office. And then, of course, and her son was there, so it was just like, let me just leave with my respect and gracefully bow out. And it's okay. Like I know I'm gonna be okay. And, yeah. she, and she asked me, she said, "Do you have anything to say?" And I was like, "No, yeah. Cindy." I said, "I thank you for the opportunity. and It's okay." I said, "I'm okay." I went to the office and I was sitting there, but I was I was shaking. I was moved though. I was very moved because I was like, "Wow, how can she do me like that?" You know, like, "Wow, why would she do that?" She knows she needs somebody. I was mm-hmm. like, that is some interesting stuff how this just played out. And how can her husband do that again to me? Why would he do that and not sit there and knowing that he was in the wrong? So, you know, I was just replaying all these things in my mind. But I immediately started looking for jobs. job. I was like, well, let me get on Zipper mm. So I started applying for jobs <laughs> Right there, I was just like, well, what can I do? Yeah. Like, it's and- nothing I can say. I'm, I have to be okay with this, even though I have to sit there and not kind of like that embarrassing moment, like you didn't got fired. You still got to sit there and wait for your check. And yeah. so I was still sitting
0: Yeah. But the beauty of it is, is like, even in that moment, like the Lord kept you when facing, uh, -hmm. rejection, you know what I'm saying? When facing, um, you know, Mm -hmm. a case being built against you, um, and he was still there protecting you, you know? And, and I think that's, that's like awesome to highlight because it's in that situation, it's, I know it could have gone much worse than it does for those I'm sure who yes. may not be walking with Christ. Um, because to have that situation happen, the same job, same company, same person, and it is the same yeah, challenge. you yeah. just like, okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh but that's a praise God moment for you to share because I, I didn't even know that actually, um, even in hearing your, your story before, um, what, what would you say, you know, with all of the things that mm-hmm. transpired in just this journey of your testimony that you've walked through, um, and seeing how the Lord kept you and moved for you in different ways, what would you want people to take away from this experience um and your testimony that you just shared with us
1: what i will want people that will hear this my testimony to take away from this um and the lessons that i learned is for one first and foremost the lord is always with us no matter what um i will want them to know that it's so it's okay to um go through struggles and to know also that um the lord still blesses you no, no matter what even even in my disobedience the lord kept me it doesn't matter so because a lot of times we think that we're getting punished when we don't listen or we don't do what we're told and now we think that we're going to be in a punishment but that's not how the lord sees it and that's not what the lord wants to convey to us it's just like you have to look at it i would say as your earthly parents like if you disobey if you disobey they're not going to beat you down per se they want you to learn a lesson from it and sometimes you you do have to learn the hard way but then you come out with a with a greater lesson and a greater experience that um you always know that the lord is with you um what else would i say with that to trust god and to listen um to what he says no matter what and to stand and um just know that he never leaves he never leaves your side no matter what you're going through
0: Praise god Praise God. And I'm happy too because the Lord was just showing me even in that last experience while you were sitting there having to hear what she was saying about you and how the Lord kept your mouth shut. The Lord was just showing me and even in that experience, you were representing him, you know, and um, you had um, he had brought you to a point to where you experienced. You know, shared him to where reconcile the relationship. You know, before Mm -hmm. you got the the job the second time, and now you're there representing him, sitting in that chair. And so, you know, it was about showcasing the Lord's presence instead of you know a defensive presence or you know the words that you may have wanted to speak. Which, shoot, you know, the average person probably would have said. But praise God for keeping you even in that moment, and praise God for the lesson um, that you know, he walked you through in this um, because I really believe it's also going to bless you even in the next oh, yes, opportunity. That's what that I, wanted he to highlight. I wanted to
1: too. highlight even two more things, even. And so this is another thing I want to take uh, um, people to get to understand that, you know, the world says that when somebody does this wrong to, you know, to do them wrong or to do the eye for the eye thing. So if they treat you bad, you don't wish them well what I ended up doing with with Cindy is I wished her well. I, I I gave her a prayer over her, over her son, over her unborn child and over her brother. I wished them well. I wish that their their company still succeeded no matter what. I gave her well wishes and I wished her the best in her life because that's what the Lord wanted me to do. For me to hold something against her, it wasn't going to suit me. It wasn't going to help me. So I wished her well. She was even, when I wished her well, she was so shocked that all she can do is just trade it back to me and say the same thing to me. She's like, wow. She's like, well, I appreciate that, you know, and that was it. And I told her to take care. And so I, I would want people to take that away. Like we don't just because somebody does us wrong doesn't give us the right to do them wrong. We have to seek God in those moments of what we're supposed to do and how we should handle that person, even in the wrongdoing. Yes, and praise then um, so my my pastor was alerted that I lost a job, and that was at the, my last light to this because I'm currently still unemployed, you know. And even in the midst of this coronavirus and everything that's going on, what I'm taking away from this is that um, even that I'm not working, and I don't have an income right now. I'm still okay. I'm I'm like I said, I'm not on the street. Me and my daughter are fine. We, I still have money in my you know my bank account. I praise God for that. Um, And one of the things he shared with me is that I will be employed for long. And so, you know, to keep continue to look. And so I praise God for that.
0: Praise God. (laughs) Praise God for encouraging you, keeping you and strengthening you, sister, even as you walk through this journey. You know, I know it's going to bless many people that hear this story that come across this testimony of yours. And I know it's going to encourage them because each and every one of our testimonies is uniquely different, which is why it is our testimony. Right. So thank you so much for joining the podcast today, sharing your testimony and blessings to you
1: for having me and allow me to share. Okay.
0: so what do you guys think i mean like how real is that testimony right how many times have we been disobedient how many times have we like questioned god how many times has god then comes through for us and still let us know how much he loves us and takes care of us Even in the midst of our disobedience, like how real, right? So let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram at my testimony podcast. And if you have a testimony to share of your own, click the link in my bio on IG and you will be able to fill out the form and then come on here and share your testimony as well. So stay tuned, you guys. And until next time, continue to share your testimony. Stay blessed.